Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric and this is my wife, Julie. This is Blended Life, and sorry we're starting a little bit later to the you who are watching us live, but uh, we just had a little bit of technical difficulties. So I'm Eric, this is my wife Julie, welcome to Blended Life. Yeah, hi. And tonight's topic, part two, of marriage in a blended family. Yeah, good stuff. All right. All right. So. Last week we got a little bit off track. Right. With topics, so I just feel like we had so much more to say on marriage in a blended family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was expressing to you, I think, and even in um, our counseling sessions that for some reason, I mean, we've been together for going on seven years. Right. We were, you know, um, together five before we got married. And then got married June of 18. And um, I feel like this past year, our first year of marriage, has been the most challenging year of our blended family or our relationship together. And so, I don't know. I was just, I've been sitting and thinking about that because why is it before We were married, not such a struggle. And then we go down the aisle, we say those vows, we come home, and we cohabitated before we got married. Right. It's not like, you know, we just got married and then all started living together. Yeah. So, I don't know, that just got me thinking, like, why has this year of marriage been our most difficult year together? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think a lot, <laughs> I think a lot Do of tell. this. tell. I have no idea what you're going to say. It's a lot like my shirt. Oh. It's like the unicorn versus the dinosaur. Um, you know, it's, I don't think it's been our hardest year. I think a lot of it is you being hypersensitive about <laughs> all of the, all of the, you just snorted into our microphone. Thanks. <laughs> no, all, I, I really though. I do I, sound effects. Since we have blended our family officially blended family official blended life official we have really been hypersensitive and focused on making it the best it can be and that is getting our children on the same bedtime schedules getting our children to um 
you know, basically just have the same rules and regulations. Right. And like, how what, do we decide, like, all children need to do some chores? What chores are those? Bedtime needs to kind of be fair. Right. Discipline and consequence kind of needs to be fair. When does everyone get a cell phone? Yeah. We have different views on that. You know, <laughs> just like real, I think, real time trying to keep the kids feeling equal. Yeah. And kid, the kids feeling like everything's fair. And then us hanging on to our own parenting styles in our own. We are so set in our ways. I, you know, and I, I think it's different when a young married couple, when they first start out and get married, I'm not talking blended family. I'm talking like traditional traditional yeah. this is how god intended we're all virgins we're all walking down the aisle dang i know <laughs> but you know for the families who have who start out you know getting married not living together before we're married right you know and just doing it the traditional way you know they're growing in everything together yeah they are both blank slates so they're figuring out you know, where are they going to live? Let's figure that out together. You know, how are we going to set up our household as far as finances? You know, they're figuring that out together because you right. don't come into it. You're young married couple. You don't know what's what. And so you are you are really starting out everything brand new, clean slate, building that bond and that commonality together. And when you're young, you're so much more pliable yeah. Then when you get older, when you're young, you're so, you may be idealistic, but you bend easier. Okay. You know, I think as we get older and we have experience under our belts, you know, that's what's hard about blended family marriages. You come into marriage with established places to live. Right. Established financial situations. Good and bad. Yeah. You come with, you know, you come with kids in tow and your parenting styles already established. Right. You know, you, you've done all that. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the opportunity to be bonding over the hard stuff together as far as figuring it all out together. Right. You don't have kids together yet. Yeah. So, you, you know, even parents, when they have a newborn, they may be different, but they have to get on the same page. Yeah. You know, but and they're doing, they're figuring it out together for the first time. That's it. They're figuring time. it out together in that page. They're writing those pages together. Whereas right. Whereas we have two separate books, two separate playbooks, and we're trying to combine them and turn this into one solid team. Right. It's like two coaches of two different rivalry high schools trying to like, we're going to join teams now and do it together. Right. That would be, it, it's really hard. Yeah. However, just going off your analogy, because it's, it's a fun one. Um, really, though, there's all-star players on every team. And <laughs> Who's the all-star player on our team? <laughs> we're, we're still Go trying ahead. to figure that out. We're oh. still having tryouts. I thought you were going to say it's me. Yeah, we all know. Um, but uh, find, find the, the strengths and the weaknesses. You know, know your team's strengths. Your, your, your team's already established, right? And your team's already good at something. Are you talking as a blended family married or are you talking separately? No, I'm talking about each each family, each person, you and I both. Uh-huh. We have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. Okay, so let's... Some more than others. Yep. 
let's acknowledge <laughs> our strengths and use them, right? Use each other's strengths to make that family more powerful. What if you both feel like you're strong in the same area, but it's conflicting? Well, then. Then what? It's still two positives. Just go with it. <laughs> Do the best you can. I mean, you're getting <laughs> together. You're getting together for a reason, right? Like you are, you're joining your family. Right. And this is already something you want to do. So if you're both good at something, and even if it's in a different way, figure out how to make that work, right? That shouldn't, being good at something, having strengths should never be your weakness. Yes, but it is if you are trying to figure out how to do something and you both feel you're right. Give me an example. Um, Cell phones with kids. Okay. Okay. Wanting to hold out because, and I'm not even talking about us right now, but let's say one parent, do you give your child a cell phone or not? Okay. Okay. One parent's like, well, they're too young. It's not appropriate. Let's keep them from that as long as possible because social media and just Pandora's box. And there's a whole slew of reasons that I feel like we would all agree with while you, why it would be great to hold off giving a cell phone to a child. However, parent B who's like, no, you need to give this child a cell phone because they're walking to and from school on their own. And it's just a safety precaution. Yeah. And in a blended family, if the child is at a different home and is in trouble or, you know, like genuinely like needs help, like say they're with You're their, not saying like in trouble by the other parent. You're saying like. No, like. In trouble. An emergency is so, happening. Yes, okay. Someone's at the door at their other home. No other parents are home and they're scared. Yeah. And they can't get a hold of the parents in that home because they're at work. Right. I don't know. Or That's they're at saying. a sleepover and they're scared. Yeah. You know, when, when your kid starts going to, like, sleepovers and things like that, especially with the younger kids, like, that's, they could feel uncomfortable wanting to call home from the parent, you know, like, I just feel like you should give your kids a, as much safety tools as possible. Yeah. So, I see, but that's the thing, like, with parenting say, styles. Right, right. Like, both very valid points, both in the best interest of the child. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? And so, when you have, like... Two stars of the show trying to get on the same page about something they feel, you know, vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Another one. Mm-hmm. I see both sides of that. Right. And it's either they get them or they don't. Like somebody's going to win that argument and someone's not. It's this child yes is no. either going to get the vaccinations or they're not. There's right. no gray area. Like, oh, I'm going to stick the needle in a little bit. <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so, I don't know. I think that that is what I'm talking about when strengths turn in. Like, you said it really perfectly when you're a married, when you're married in a blended family, I think that when you both feel so right and so sure and so valid, like, when you're confident in yourself and it conflicts with the other, yeah, I think that's when the fights happen. Yeah. The arguments, the, like, you're just frustrated and then somebody always wins. And somebody always loses, and that sucks. Yeah, that makes it hard. But also something that we've uh, always kind of touched on is just showing grace, having grace for one another. If if there if it's not a battle, don't make it a battle. 
You know, why do we have to turn everything into a win or lose fight? Right? I know. I, I think that's I just always feel like somebody somebody gets their way but or they don't. But in your mind <laughs> Right? Is that not <laughs> yeah. correct? But in your mind you're you're somebody's either validated your brain or is not. always extreme. Like you're always I'm just very like, black and white. Yes, like yes. this has been the worst year of our lives, you know? This is the worst year that we've been together. That's how I feel. You do because everything's not all cake candy and it's not unicorn farts. Agreed. Yeah. On so, the same page. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's not at all how it is. We're oh, just I'm <laughs> making noises tonight. Yeah, those aren't even my buttons, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> are, that's her button. Um, I'm really a barnyard animal. <laughs> yes. See, we finally agree on something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but but really though, I mean it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be always a win or lose situation. Why can't you take both sides and just, and I'm talking about a blended family. I'm not talking about everything in life, but why can't you just take both sides, take your strengths and turn it into something positive, you know, something good that you're using both positives and you're kind of weeding out your negatives. And maybe it's not going to be the best it could be, but make it better than what it could be, you know, or than what it is at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that needs to be the bigger picture where you just need to be like, is this bettering our family or not? Or is this just me getting my way? But I still feel like somebody gets their way and somebody doesn't. Yeah. I don't feel like that. That's a fact. No. (laughs) And that's what what my friend Chris is saying right now. He's like, you know what? Non-blended families deal with these same struggles. Yeah, married couples. It's just hard. Married couples in general. Yeah. And And it's one of those life things. And I think that's what makes... A marriage stronger that's what makes even just a basic relationship stronger is finding your strengths in building off of those don't always dwell and look at your weaknesses and or point them out and point. joke about them every five seconds you know what it's really fun i'm not your weakness don't joke about me i'm not joking about you oh i'm dead serious oh do you have a dead emote thing no, no, but I've got some old Greg on here still. Would you like no, to play it? No, I hate old Greg. I'm gonna. St- I'm I gonna use make- the word hate, and I don't ever use the word hate. You also use the word beautiful, and you use that word quite often. I love that word. Okay, it's like a flower. Um, yeah, but marriage. Um, I don't know. And sometimes I think about when we're in arguments in a blended family. This is blended family specific. Um. Because one parent's a step-parent, one parent's the biological parent. And I think that when you are butting heads in co-parent, when you're butting heads with parenting styles in a blended family, mm-hmm. usually it's not about all the children because all the children are very different. Even the biological children in the household are all very, they're different. Right. So usually when you're butting heads about parenting styles in a blended family, it's about a specific child or and how sp- to handle that yeah. or a specific situation that yes. child is in. It's not about all the children. Right. I mean, yes, setting up chores Some and of rules it can be, yes. and but generally, all that. Yeah. Okay. And so part of me is like where I stop myself often or where you stop yourself often is you kind of have to roll over and defer to the biological parent. 
Yeah. Unless someone's harming themselves right. or there's something illegal or bad going on, I think that is one way to avoid conflict. Okay. Unnecessary conflict. Right. I mean, I I think marriage and conflict, you you need it. You I th- I feel It's not it's healthy to have conflict because that means you're communicating and that means you're working through yeah. stuff. But I think that Sometimes I will sit there and I'll be like, it's not worth it. Because in the end, bio- the biological parent is going to do what they want to do. Yeah, but is that sweeping something under the rug that might come up later? And you talking about this topic really makes me think, like, should we have started crossing bridges earlier on in our relationship that we're now having to cross? Yeah. Like, household bedtimes, not individual children bedtimes, or household chores not individual child at a time chore (laughs) you know what I mean oh my gosh this is but this is so comical you bring this up right now because I remember our first counseling session she I I had mentioned something like I don't know if we share the same values we haven't talked about it and you were so angry yeah you were so angry and I'm just like maybe we do have them Maybe we don't. Well, that's those conversations we haven't had. But I feel like we did. And that's why I was so angry because I'm like our values. I mean, maybe not our day to day chore values. Like how we are going to raise these children up. We never talked about that. Yeah, but I feel like our core values, you don't necessarily have to just sit out and hand write out into a big letter, which I know you love to do. You love to have this big elaborate game I need plan, a plan that has color coded. <laughs> You know, with little stick I'm a figures Virgo. I'm doing organized. all these stuff. I was a Virgo once too, but then I lost that when I had children. <laughs> but you lost that before you had children. Nope, just once. Yeah. Anyways, um, back to my talking Great about your analogy. Analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> when we don't sit there and talk about all of our values, like I'm like, I feel like we know our core values are the same we have the same beliefs we right well that's what got us down the aisle (laughs) right so that's when i'm like we don't have the same values that's what threw me but we didn't talk about finances we didn't talk about how we're going to parent these kids and how our household was going to be set up and you know are we going to make going to church every sunday a priority regardless of what are we saying no to put god first we never had those conversations. Yeah, but I feel like the, they kind of worked themselves out. I don't feel like you had to talk about every single thing. I feel like they were... They yes, were, you think everything's just going to happen. But it was happening. I mean, and I think that's why it's such a hard year for you, is you are looking at it going, wow, we never talked about this, and we missed this Sunday, so now our now our values aren't lining up. We went up, to church like and, two... We've had a very busy summer, but (laughs) had we talked about that and had we set that up ahead of time, would that have changed things for us? Yeah, I think. Would that have kept us in town? Because having priorities and being on the same page, I think is make or break for a marriage. Yeah. Now I You cannot spend your marriage flying by the seat of your pants. I agree. I totally agree. Like you need to, you need to plan like, are we ever going to retire? How is that going to look? Are we going to, are we going to just live in debt our whole life? Are we going to make a plan to get out of it? You know, do we, do we want to travel someday? Are we going to set up our lives to be able to do that? Are we paying for all these kids to go to college? We need to start saving now. 
how do we start saving now for a living paycheck to paycheck? Like that kind of stuff I think is a very reasonable expectation to have with talking with your spouse. Right. Things now, like that. See, in my mind though, that's not your values. That is your general, that's just, that's just general life. I okay, don't feel we like that's didn't your, talk about general life. Yeah, and that's, okay, and so that's, you know, in a Financial lot of Financial values is a real thing. Yeah, well, yes, but okay. she was asking us, like, our core, basically our core values is what we were trying to get at. So I think you took her question. She did not say core values. That's what, okay, yeah. That's not what, that's not what the conversation was. Anyways. See, I'm still angry about this. You're I'm like, so angry. I'm, I'm going to go to my own church. Thank you. You go to your own church, and we'll just continue to live separate values. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Done. Well, anyway, that's a snippet into our marriage. Yes. Everyone. Um, so one thing that we had done before we got married, too, was we had had a lot of fun. You and I. <laughs> Yes. As a married couple. But now we're married. We've eaten the and wedding cake. And now we're married and we have no more fun. That's it. The fun stopped. Yeah. Why? Because now it's <laughs> going back to this <laughs> hypersensitiveness. Now we have to get everyone on the same page. Now all the chores have to be fine. Now all the bedtimes have to work fine. Now all the finances have to be in line. You know, it's 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 all these consistency and boundaries are bitch they are you know what we haven't had to bleep anything because of your mouth yet and now we have to oh i was about to make a joke about our values (laughs) our values just now are starting to happen that we didn't necessarily have before or we had no we had no value we're valueless so i i think the moral of this value story is that you should talk about this stuff earlier and a lot of people listening to this are probably (laughs) sitting here going wow i have no value either (laughs) me and my husband or me and my wife have no values and it's not that you don't it's that it's not the fun things to talk about it's not not when you're courting especially too like it's not yes there's so much more interesting exciting fun out there yeah. To be had. Now, is it too late? No. I don't think so. It can't be. I mean, right? No. <laughs> but it's not. But it's going to ruin the first year of your marriage. <laughs> well, and I Apparently. think, though, I you know, for married couples and a blended family, too, I think that it's important that both people in the marriage, both spouses, prioritize a little bit of fun, you know, or... As they always say, like, never stop dating your spouse. That's just what it means. You know, when you were dating your spouse, you know, you'd look really nice for your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I can make a better effort in that, you know, but you would plan date. Yes, so look nice for each other. Go out, have some fun. Have a date. Reconnect away from life. You know, it doesn't have to be weekends away, but I think it's everybody wants to feel like they're a priority. And even more than either spouse needs to feel like they're a priority, your marriage needs to be the priority. Yeah. You know, I think that we get so caught up in me or him or it's him versus I or, <laughs> or our values. 
I'm going to throw something at him. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, if we're not, if we're less self-focused and more focused on our marriage, then I think when you, you start looking at it, what's best for our marriage? Well, what's best for your marriage is to pri- be on the same page, yeah. which means aligning your values or figuring out how to, you know, compromise. Yeah. Well, that all trickles down you know? too, because once you are whole and you're feeling whole and you're getting along with your spouse, that trickles down to the kids and the kids are going to be happier and the kids are going to, and they're going to relax. And that's the thing. And the kids are going to relax. And yep. I see that when we're uptight, the kids are uptight, you know, when we're in, and sometimes we're just hypersensitive about things and we're being uptight about things and it trickles down and, yeah. you know, and then one of the kids pulls, pulls one of us aside, you know, or hits us up in the, in the hallway and like, Hey, what's going on? And it's like, no, it's not really a big deal. We're just having adulthood. Adult, yeah, we're just adulting. <laughs> we're That's adults. It like. It's hard. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. Yeah, we don't recommend it. No. So, <laughs> it, so if you can be on the same page sooner and you can adult calmer, <laughs> then yeah, it usually is gonna it's gonna soften the household as far as right temperaments go. And I think I wrote this on our Instagram page, but I think your blended family is only as good as your marriage is strong. Yeah. You know, your marriage is so important because without that, you wouldn't even have this blended family. Yeah. And like to your point, if your marriage isn't good, you know, if your marriage isn't solid, if you're not each other's defenders, protectors, honorers, best friends, your kids are going to feel it. And your kids aren't going to trust their step-parent. Right. You know, your kids are going to feel uneasy. You know, your kids are going to have a lot of insecurities that creep in. So it's super important that marriage is a number one priority in your blended family. Yeah. So you need to make time for fun. You need to have the tough conversations so you can compromise. Yeah, with and without your kids, you need to work on your marriage. But you also need Mm -hmm. to have fun with the whole family as well. Yeah. What about different parenting styles? Oof. That's a tough one because coming into a blended family, usually you come into it with different parenting styles to begin with. You know, you're not. It's a normal thing. It's a normal thing. I mean, you're already, you're already established. You're already a parent and you have already started to parent. And chances are you're not going to be 100% eye to eye with your new spouse. Right. And that, I mean, that can throw some wrenches in your plan. Yeah. Do you think that, like, do you think about, I think I just mentioned this, but, like, deferring to the biological parent is a healthy thing? Yes and no. I mean, yes, you can, but I feel like if you do it every single time and you never put your input and you never help the situation or help to mitigate the situation Mm -hmm. or mold it it's never going to be you're you're never going to have a sword in that fight you know that's never going to be part of your you you'll never be able to take claim yeah but you can't have a sword in a fight if you're not given the sword and i i absolutely think that this is my opinion and i'm very like confident you're gonna have to forge your own sword someday yeah, it's not going to happen. But I think it like when you are 
in a blended family, you there is a respect level, you know, for the biological parent that you just have to have. You yeah, know, I agree. There just is. I and, mean, and on the other side too. I mean, yeah, maybe you're not getting along with the other side, you know, the ex, no matter what situation you're in, mm-hmm. but you might be able to step in and see like, you know what, like you're, your your new spouse, you're being kind of unreasonable. The other biological parent has a very valid point. How do you think that would go over? I, it's not, it might not go over the best, but if you see it, if you see it as see, being a positive thing. You see something, say something. Yeah, see something, <laughs> say something. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying jump ship and, you know, go fight for the other team, you right. know. And it, again, it doesn't have to be a fight. But if you can help, if you can help just calm that situation and be like, well, you know, it that isn't a fight. They have a point here and help help your spouse to see that other side. Sometimes that, you know, that might help. It You don't always have to be in a battle that's my that's my point from earlier it doesn't always have to i give up i give up you're living in unicorn land it's not unicorn land it's just making the situation better how many times have i helped to diffuse our situations where it's like listen this isn't that big of a deal like some people are extremists in their heads and things just are major deals and it really at the end of the day I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make another barnyard noise for this. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it does it, it doesn't always have to be some major battle, you know? It, yeah, but I think that the biological parent in the marriage also sets the tone and sets up how step parenting's going to go. And I think it also matters if you know, the if the custody is shared and there's two biological parents in the picture and they're working it out about their child, right? You know, you are like it or not an outlier of that. You're not sitting there having those discussions with them. You're not. You're not there deciding how life's going to go with them. You get told after the fact, like, hey, this is going on. Hey. This is how I handled it. In some situations. Now, there's other, and I've seen it, and I've seen it in my past relationship where you gang up against the other one, and basically you're calling the shots, and you're ganging up against the other the Who's other ganging up? The biological parent is ganging up against. I'm the so biological confused. and the now step-parent is ganging up. So it's not you're always an outlier. Sometimes it's it's you guys fighting so closely together and you're fighting the other side. And again, mm. it's turning into a battle and you're, you know, it's a war that you, you are teamed up with your spouse, but you're fighting this big war now and the kid's in the middle of this, right? right. So it's not always you're an outlier. Now that can be in some situations or you can do what you and I try to work on and try to include the other you know, try to include your spouse in it and try to fill them in and let them know play by play, you know, as quickly as you can, how things are going, get input, give input. Well, and I think that what married couples in a blended family need is not everything has to be, I've learned this the hard way and with my ex and in our blended family, not everything has to be answered right away. Yeah. Not everything needs such a quick response. You really can 
when you get a text or an email about something or even a phone call, you can definitely say, hey, let me get back to you. Or you can let it sit for a day. Not everything deserves your immediate attention in response. And you definitely can go to your spouse and say, hey, I got this email. What do you think? You know, I think that even if you extend that olive branch to your spouse that I just want your opinion. Now, whether you're going to follow that opinion or not, regardless, I think it's super helpful just to extend that olive branch to your spouse and let them know that that you value their opinion. You know, when you're always going to your spouse with, with, this is what's going on and this is what I said back and this is what happened. Or the negativity, you know, you know, you're kind of touching on right now, but you're always going to them. complaining about the situation and complaining about your ex and complaining about, uh, you know, whatever's going on, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate well usually too, because now you guys are bonding over negativity, you know, if, if you're both jumping onto that and that's not necessarily healthy too. Yeah. But my point was more of like, I think that the biological parent's job is to pull in the step parent. I don't think it's appropriate or right. I don't think it's appropriate for the step parent just to put themselves in the middle of everything and like go stand there. I'm going to go stand in the middle. Like yeah, no, it doesn't feel good as a it doesn't feel good as a spouse. Yeah. To always have to be like what's going on? What was said? You know, it doesn't feel good as I a agree. as a step parent yeah. or a spouse to like be out of the loop or not to know or you're just told how it is. Right. Like you're just being told what you all decided. Right. You and know, that, that's my point, though. And we we've struggled with that a whole lot, you know. Yeah, but a we lot make of it's decisions and then let each other know kind of what's yeah, going on. A lot of it's because of our scheduling and, you know, OK, well, you know, this happened eight hours ago. This happened nine hours ago. Again, though, when do you start like figuring out how to fix that? Yeah, well, that back to your point is that's where you don't respond right away. You don't have to answer that text back right away. Now, don't be, don't be the other side of it where you're just like, well, I'm not going to, I don't like that subject, so I'm just not going to answer that email No, back. just be I'm like, gonna, oh, let me get back to you. Yeah. Like, send a courtesy, you can send a courtesy response, oh, like, wait. oh, I read this. Answer it within 12, you know, within yeah. 12 to 24 hours max. You know, something, you something my ex did that I didn't love in the beginning, but I, I didn't love in the beginning, but I respect now is he would always tell me it was so annoying, but I get it. He would be like, well, I need to go discuss this with my wife. Or my. he would tell me, like, I would bring something to him that I wanted one of our children to participate in. And he would be like, I need to talk this over with my wife. Or, you know, let us discuss it and then we'll get back to you. And he always uses the term... I'm going to actually talk in high regards of my ex right now. That's amazing. You know, he always uses the terms with me, we. He always uses my Which, wife and I. And I I hated it at first. Because <laughs> you struggle with it. We struggle with, not we, you struggle with that with our children. You struggle with that. Like, it's but been. I'm learning. I'm learning that it has forced me to respect their marriage. Like it or not, he is going to discuss everything with his wife, and then they will get back to me. And how's the last subject going? Sorry, 
I keep going. Oh, but you know, I, I mean, he is honoring his wife and he is, maybe he's learned a lot, you know, he is honoring his wife. He is forcing me to respect their marriage and, you know, taking my very emotional side out of it. I have to, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree, like, okay, that's kind of, I, I, I wish I, I, I want that for us. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's something to, I don't know. Hmm. I like it. I agree with it. And I think that he's doing right by his that, wife to just discuss it. I yeah. mean, I know my ex and I think that he went like what he, I, I think that, that he will get what he wants in the end. He will do what he wants. But the fact that I know that he makes a priority to take the time out from me and discuss with his wife as he should, I don't even disagree with that. It's just like a little poke in my side. You know, it's just like cattle prodding. Well, yeah, but you, know? you also have been always so quick to respond. Yeah, everything needs a response right away. I've and learned I that's to, not good. Had to tell you, like, look. Yes, you have. Calm down. Like, take your emotions out of it. Yeah. Look at, but you're also a realist too. You're also not one to be like, I want to win this fight. I want to win this battle. Your heart, when it comes to your kids, are always the best interest for your kids. Where that's, I think, what has always stopped you in your tracks and made you respond immediately, is. You're like, wait, this isn't the best interest for the kids. I don't care if you want to talk this over with your wife or not. This isn't what's good for our kids. Yeah. And I think that is always what gets you so hard. But now you're learning to slow that down and turn it more into like, okay, let me think about this rationally. Is this really going to affect things? Is this really going to change things? But it also you know, allows you to kind of proofread what you're sending back. Yeah. And I think that it, you know, but what he's doing with his spouse is he's creating a family unit bond. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what happens over there, but I know that when you create, when you create a cohesion like that, I think it only strengthens your marriage. You know, I feel like that she's able to feel secure knowing that she's in the loop, that she is valued. You know, her opinion does matter. He wants to talk it over with her. She's his teammate. I'm not his teammate no longer. Right. You know, I'm no longer his person, regardless of being the mom or not. I'm no longer his person. I'm no longer his teammate. But that's something that's always bugged you. It's like wait, I'm the mom, I need to have say in it. And a lot of times, and how? but that hasn't, I think this year has been hard. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. I just think this year has been really hard for me too because I feel like I've. it's been a year of swallowing sand and really seeing my kids confused and seeing that the struggles I've had with my ex and stuff like that this year too, I've really had to rethink my perspectives on everything you know and maybe other people are doing it better than I am doing it I don't think that it hasn't worked out for me so hard like I agree that I think of the best interest of the kids but I also 
can do a better job, certainly, of pulling you in, you know, and, like, let's discuss this. Yeah. You know? But a lot of those decisions, like, you're you're only touching about on a small portion of this whole topic. Yeah. As, as far as your situation goes, where something I've seen bother you and a lot of times is your opinion and your thought and you as a mother just get pushed to the white side anyways. It's him and his wife are going to decide this and they'll let you know what they've decided for your children. You're like, wait a second. I'm the mother. Yeah. I want to have a say in this. I want to have a hand in this. Yeah. You know, and that, so yes, I see. And that's and, the hardest thing. And by props, to, you know, you're, you're trying to do a nice thing and, you know, give them a thumbs up for stuff that they're doing. But it's only half of that, too, where a lot of times, and I'm not trying to cause problems, but a lot of times you have a very valid point where you're like, wait, I'm just getting completely pushed aside and whatever I think or feel doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm valued as a mom, but that's a whole nother. That's my point. So That's a whole nother topic. Yeah, so there's, there's good, but so if you're doing that and if you're <clears throat> approaching the situation like that, any of you out there still value the other parent still take the other parents opinion into play about the children because you and your spouse whether it's your child or their children or or their child um, you guys still have to make this whole for your children it's got to be good on both sides at, at both houses and if you're the only one making the decisions or the other households the only other one making the decisions your children are going to feel that and they're going to feel caught in the middle because they're going to know mom or dad are on board with this or mom and dad aren't on board with this. And one got the way and one didn't. And it might work a couple times, but over the years and over time, your kids are going to start to see through that one way or another. And that comes back to something we've touched on multiple times and manipulating your kids into doing something your way or seeing it happen at another household your kids are eventually going to see through that. You don't need to trash talk your exes. And we again, we've touched on that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Your children are going to grow and develop their own opinion on you, on the other household, right. on everyone. And it's going to be what they know, not what you tell them. Right. So, But bringing it back to marriages and a blended family is I think that it is nice to consider your spouse and I think it is nice to pull your spouse in and I think it is nice to extend the olive branch of asking for their opinion or their thoughts because that is you making an effort to tell them to let them know that you value them right and you're not just passing over them I think in blended families there's just so many opportunities to pass over your spouse disregard your spouse you know it is and I think that that's really that's trying on a relationship yeah you know because it's like okay am I allowed to be in this am I not allowed to be in this are we a team are we not a team are you still a team with your ex and I'm not you know and so I think that it gets less confusing so something that the would, more that you're something together. Something that would help that situation out a lot is if your spouse does come to you and wants your input and wants to make you part of this mm-hmm. is to 
engage or unless you truly do not have any thoughts or feelings or don't have any positive input, then let them know. But if your spouse asks you for this, don't just be like, oh, well, do what you're going to do or, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's it's kind of like the dinner talk. You know, <laughs> if it truly doesn't matter to you what you have for dinner, you know, then that's the right thing. But okay. If, <laughs> Can we talk dinners in a blended family marriage? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. If we don't have to have one more conversation about what's for dinner. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. So then we start listing off places and the person actually cares. No, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. We're no, hon- I don't want that. We're honing it down. Oh my. <laughs> pizza. Lord. Pizza and burritos. <laughs> Every time. Oh, fun fact. I don't like pizza. And you don't like bread. I don't love bread. You think I'd be thinner. You're pretty, you're pretty fit. <laughs> no, you're no. pretty fit. But um, yeah, I don't know the dinner thing. See, but that again, if you had a plan... And dinners were just planned out, and one person just took care of it. There were a period of a few nights where I just bought dinner and made it, and it was done, and I didn't really ask. Awesome. There was a plan. Thank you. But you know what I mean? It's when you're just flying by the seat of your pants, and you're like, I don't know. And it's We're going to go out of town, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to stay somewhere. That creates so much anxiety that's just unnecessary. Yeah. And just kind of, you don't have to be so rigid about it. Like, plans can change. You know, I think that's where people get caught up. Like, oh, if there's a plan, yeah. we can't defer from the plan. Well, I'm times, not like that. I'm just like, let's have a plan. Yeah. And then if we need to change it, I'm pretty easy going about things changing. Yeah, but if you also, if you have other people involved, you know, you're traveling somewhere with friends or you're traveling somewhere with family, a lot of times that comes into play too. And that's, yeah. that's very hard. Or children. But, or children. <laughs> yeah, but if, but if you can plan with your spouse ahead of time, yep. that's awesome because... That's that's a huge difference in our in yeah. our relationship. I'm I'm very much I can go with the flow and I really like I'm not super picky about stuff, but you like to have a plan. You want to know where we're going, what time we're going. I like to know what to expect. Yeah. I do better that way. I don't like surprises. I don't do well. I'm just not built that way. Yeah. But the funny thing is you usually end up being okay with it. It ends up working out and you're fine with it. In your mind though, ahead of time, you don't love that. And mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I don't I don't like to plan it unless I You don't like to plan. I do, but your head explodes. Like no, you a, got a so mad time. at me the other day because I asked what the plan was. <laughs> You're like, Stop Well, because it wasn't my event. It wasn't my doing. It, but you talk helping, like it is, right? Helping, like you're like, this I'm, is what I'm we're in, doing and I'm all I'm in the middle of helping my parents move an hour and a half away. And it's not my schedule. It's not my, I'm just, I'm just the mover, you know? So I don't know what time they're going to be at one house and what time they want to leave this house to go to the next house, how long it's going to take to load the trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's so many variables. Mm -hmm. I can't plan that. And if I give you the wrong schedule, then that's on me. I then gave you the wrong plan (laughs) and now I'm. Yeah, I think one thing I've learned is if there's no plan, then nobody can get mad if you're not on board. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, That's so a, then you can't get mad if, like, other plans are made. Yeah, you can't no, get mad at me No, but, like, say you have a plan. Right. Because I think in your head you have a plan or you talk to people about things and you're like, but I don't know. No, I generally. You generally have an I idea. I can feel it out, but that's not good enough for you. You want no, it No, I generally play play. want to know. You, yeah. I would appreciate anything. And I give you that. Sometimes. You know, it's like, hey, when we, if we maybe go up there tomorrow and you're like, 
oh, oh we're going be, up there. You said, oh, that'd be nice to know. I'm like, I'm just saying hypothetically. That was the exact word I used. Hypothetically. So angry. And I didn't know. I, but at that point, I didn't know. But I'm saying it's something that could happen. It could have happened, right? You knew. I didn't. It happened. Uh, no, not the day that I said it. That I said hypothetically. Sunday. Did it? Yeah, oh, it totally okay. happened. Hypothetical came true because you knew it would. It was already up here. It's because I'm smart. I think things through. Yeah. Um. Real quick before we wrap this up, I want to talk about something that it has nothing to do with marriage. <laughs> do you have anything left to say about marriage? Nope. <laughs> Keep my mouth shut now. It's swell. Yeah. Um. But let's. Today was the first day of school for our kids. Oh yeah. Back to school. Happy first day of school. Yeah. You know I. Slept probably a total, probably a total of two hours last night. Why? I Were you so, nervous for the first day of school? You know what? I was. And the reason. <laughs> Why? And, and only, for, only for my son because he's going into junior high. And um, which normally you're like, everyone's thinking like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, everyone goes to that. But he was scheduled to go to one junior high. And our address puts him in another junior high. That we want him to be in. We want him to be in our legit junior high address. Mm -hmm. Granted, both of them are great junior highs. But we have these online apps that tell you what school your kid's going to. And when you log on to his app last night, the night before school, he has a profile for both schools. And he has a counselor for the other school and the school he should be going to that we want him to go to. He doesn't have any information. So I'm like, great. Then also, going back to our subject about vaccinations, he is not completely caught up on all of his vaccinations. And that's for personal beliefs on my behalf and his mother's behalf. So he has a good amount of them, but we have stopped him at a certain point that we aren't comfortable with him moving past in, in the way they want to. So the way California is working right now, they want your kids to be you know, X, Y, and Z and have all this, that, and the other thing. And, um, he wasn't there yet. And I know our daughter got stopped when she went into seventh grade and the other school has been hounding us, sending us letters, calling us. So I thought, so all night I'm trying, I'm playing this out in my mind and my mind just never turned off last night and it was hot in our room. And I was, I had been moving all week with my parents and I had pizza for dinner because it's my favorite. And I was just dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a hot mess. It was just one of those nights. Yeah. And we get up this morning and get everything ready. And I take him to the school he's supposed to go to. And he walks up to his table that has his letter of the alphabet of our last name and tells them their his name. And they go, oh, here you go. And boom, <laughs> he's off. He's at school. So I stayed up. All night with my brain wandering in 12 different directions. And it was kind of, yeah, I was just nervous for no reason. I mean, not no reason, but I'm like, how is this going to play out and how am I going to? Because there was no plan. But again, but how do you plan that? How do you plan that? So when you're. <laughs> I could think of ways. Let's see. I would love to hear a way to plan that out. Well, I think that the end of last year. You know, it could have been started. The process could have been started a lot sooner. Yes. A lot more follow through. But, a lot more check boxes and yes. highlighting. And so let's go to this. And, and your and your dad will agree with me because I told him. I See, now I'm not a planner. I'm a strategizer. 
<laughs> there is a reason why I did it the way I did, and I'll tell you a little more about it off air. But it worked out perfectly. Oh, good. Well, if you have reasons, I'm just, yeah, there's there's many different ways. And I think, again, back to marriages and a blended family, just because I'm just circling back. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think that there's so there's not one right way to do something. And I think that's really hard when you both are parents and blended family marriage and things like that, because you both have probably very valid points of view. They probably are different and conflicting, but doesn't mean that either one of you is wrong. You're just different. And I think you need to be okay with like, sometimes you're just different. And sometimes a biological parent is just going to win over the step parent. And I think that's fine anyway. But another thing about first day of school is you're lucky to have your kid on the first day of school. For some reason you never have your children. Because on. the first, I never you have. always start them mm-hmm. on Thursday. That's why. I never have my kids on the first day of school. Yeah. Because the first day of school always starts on Thursday. And that's my, that's their dad's day, not mine. And so, and it's so, it just ticks me off. I'm just going to vent and I don't even care what the downfall or what comes off from this. Vent away. Stage is yours. Thanks. It just pisses me off because both parents don't. I don't know. I'm just like, my ex has to work, so he's not there to see them off for their first day of school. Right. And it's, so I don't get to have them, and they're, I. And you would gladly take that. Well, I am just, I think that it matters, like being, you know, being a mom matters, and I feel like everything's so hyper focused. Matter, man. We're coming up with shirts everywhere. For real, though, I think there's so many support groups for step parents, and I am one, so I get that. And there's so many support groups for, you know, uh, so. But there's not really a whole lot for like biological moms. You know, we kind of get. There's not like there, we're you're the crazy right. exes. Yes. Oh. I mean, no. <sighs> Whatever. So I just think that moms really care about things like the first day of school. Not that dads don't, but if you're not even able to be there for that. So anyway, like a little tip for what I did and what I always do and what I will continue to do is I show up at my daughter's school on her first day Why of school. Why don't you show up at your son's school the first day of school? Well. <laughs> started high school today. Could you imagine? Yeah. So I, I, I. Filled with grace for him. But, you know, my daughter's still in elementary school, so I'm able to go there the first. So, you know, I think that when you're a mom and you're dealing with a rigid ex, then you find ways around the system. You know, you are not going to, you can go to your children's school. They can't say no to that. Well, they kind of can. They can take you to court. Yeah, I, I guess. Mean, I mean, that would be like. Yeah, and without getting into it too much, you've had issues with going and showing up on your ex's time. Yeah. And oh, okay, that's a whole nother subject. But what I'm saying, day. so be, and, and and you weren't even out of line what you were doing. You know, she was just getting dropped off before anyone was on that campus. Yeah, with no guys, plan. With no plan, but a strategy, <laughs> and. Yeah, you the guys, sh- survival of the fittest was you a strategy. You and your mom were showing up and helping her yeah. work on her spelling test the night before. Yeah. And um, it became an issue. But yeah. anyway, so if you strategize, 
try to do it in a way that isn't going to get you or anyone in trouble. Well, no. Or your kids being punished. There's nothing worse than me showing up to school and then my child feeling like my child getting shamed for it or, you know, told, how dare your mom come to your school? Like, it's nothing but wonderful to have a supportive parent who's willing to show up for your child. So to turn that into a bastardization of, like, a manipulation tactic to put your ex down in your children's eyes is evil and wrong. Well, back to my point from a little while ago, it will come around. Your children will see both sides of it. So don't be the one doing that. Yeah. It's just hard. If you guys didn't have your kids on the first day of school, it sucks. But maybe you can go to the school and just see them off their first day. Anyway, go meet the teacher. It's perfectly appropriate the first day of school in elementary school for both parents to go meet the child or go meet the parent, go meet the teacher. (laughs) And, um... You know, I just, happy first day of school, and if you don't have your kids, my heart goes out to you. It's hard to miss firsts. Yeah. And that's part of being a blended family parent. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us tonight, you guys. We appreciate your time. Yeah, if you are listening to us on a podcast, your favorite podcast channel, uh, check us out sometime on YouTube. Check us out on most of the social medias, all the major social medias. Um, Julie writes an amazing blog as well. Go check us out on their um, website. Something that I think would be awesome is if you guys could leave us some reviews if you're listening to us on a podcast site that is reviewable. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear some feedback and give us a topic. I know iTunes has a review section, um, and I think they only allow five stars, so go ahead and leave that five-star review. <laughs> and give us a topic. Give us some feedback of what you think. Um, like, don't like, whatever it may be, barnyard sounds, but, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all feedback is greatly appreciated and we're here to watch, um, and air with you, uh, live or at least premiere live with you, um, every Thursday evening at 7 PM Pacific standard time. Yeah. And, uh, we love to just interact with you guys. So yeah, find a way, social media, uh, comments, whatever to interact with us, leave us that thumbs up mm-hmm. if you're liking this on YouTube and just interact with us and we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and may God bless your marriages. Seriously, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week, you guys. All right. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thank you. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.